Hello to everyone who's watching. Welcome to the Random Space Podcast. I am your host, Raj Gandhi. And I'm Matthew Mahalo. And this week, we will be doing a uh, different sort of uh, format. We'll be going day by day of last week's important space news. So today on June 1st, we will be talking about... How close can you get to a black hole? <laughs> How close can you go to a black hole? That, That is... Honestly, I, I, you, you probably can't get too close. Yeah, you can. The Probably, like, from what I already know, uh, the closest you could really get to a black hole uh, while also being able to uh, reach, a, reach the black hole's escape velocity is at its accretion disk, which is the uh, ring of light that you see uh, around the black holes, which is just a bunch of matter that is sucked up. Why haven't we sent a probe in one yet? I feel like, you know, we we send probes to the sun, but why not a black hole? Right? I don't even know that either. Like, we sent two spacecraft out of the solar system, but we haven't even bothered sending one towards a black hole. But I guess it's like we know about a black hole that we can't really understand a black hole's nature because it nothing can escape out of it so there's no point it's anyone true but i mean <laughs> why not i mean we uh last year was it last year when we first got the um pictures of a black hole yeah last year damn time time flies time does fly oh for anyone uh anyone watch, uh listening out there Check out the movie Interstellar. You can get a free copy of it by typing Interstellar uh, Drive. Oh, MP4. Free. Yeah. And just watch it. Uh, there was an actual astrophysicist uh, named Kip Thorne. He specializes in general relativity. So he knows about a thing or two about black holes. And everything you see in that movie, 98% scientifically accurate. See, I feel like there's not a lot of accurate like space movies like that out there yeah i feel like the the lack of them are uh quite sad yeah i mean blame hollywood true i mean there's still apollo 13 and first man oh man great movies forever it'll always be an interesting cinematic experience yep Apollo 13. You know, when the world ends, I hope Apollo 13 is the only movie that survives. Oh. <laughs> put in a time capsule somewhere. Time capsule. Yeah. We'll just uh, put in one of the three giant uh, sound fives that are still surviving. <laughs> <laughs> They'll probably survive a nuclear blast. I still can't believe that at the end of that program, they were just kind of sending Saturn fives everywhere. For like near stations because I, I guess they were kind of that bored yeah oh uh, yeah my favorite one like skylab i mean seriously they just used the sound five and just modified the uh lunar module uh fairing and the command module fairing to house uh parts of the skylab i think there's speaking of lunar modules i think only a three are still survived or like 
ones that were produced for later missions but never like used i think only a few are in museums which is uh less than unfortunate yeah but still good like we get to see pieces of history see the exact model of the actual thing that was supposed to go to the moon I think Kennedy Space Center was actually restoring a lunar module from, I, I, I forget where they even got it from, but I think they were trying to restore it so you could go in it and act as like a simulation. That's actually really cool. I also think Kennedy Space Center is one of the shuttles. Uh, I forget which one. Uh, let's see here now. June second. Have some. Uh... Man, there's really nothing interesting. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, SpaceX kind of sucked up the news cycle for a while. Yeah. But that asteroid did come very close to Earth, but I feel like asteroids just kind of like I feel like it's once a month people are like oh you know asteroids about to hit earth yeah like not many people understand that I forget what the number is but like dozens of uh, asteroids uh, later become meteorites uh, meteors uh, enter earth's atmosphere and just break up we don't see them because of uh, most of them lands in the ocean and break up in our atmosphere so they're just tiny particles that we don't see. And usually, usually if they are near Earth, they're like thousands of miles away from even coming close to it. Yeah, it would take it would take probably a week if you wanted to uh, even go near an asteroid that's uh, close to Earth. But in all fair and honesty, an asteroid impact on Earth wouldn't be the worst thing in twenty twenty. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> Man, 2020 was just a bummer. It's an it's definitely an interesting year yeah. considering we're only halfway through with it. Halfway through and we've seen a, a global pandemic, uh, an uprising in civil rights. Man, when did we go from pandemic to a revolution? When did we go from being moderately quiet to just <laughs> this corona has definitely uh yeah done a lot i kind of want to actually say like yay for corona especially since like <laughs> we were never like we were never going to change our habits of like fossil fuels and uh sustainability on earth but now that like uh coronavirus has happened a lot of good leadership and political uh leadership has been saying like we are not ever going to go back to normal normal was never a thing and even if it was we should never go back to normal we should go into the future we should uh, put more investments in renewable energy sources and education important uh as like a number one thing because without education like we will never be able to solve any of the world's problems will mm-hmm. we still be stuck in this Awful, awful period. Yeah, I, I, I hope what people uh, like in the scientific uh, sector 
take from this is like the like how much we have an impact on climate change because um since corona you see how like pollution has gone down and all that and i mean hopefully they uh they they open up their eyes to the bigger picture yeah because it's un- unfortunately uh politics really don't uh mm-hmm. don't see that yeah it's like humans like the number one worst thing about humans is that they have so much pride like even if it's a political <laughs> party that might not even exist anymore i mean democrats and republicans for one thing in the 1800s democrats were literally like the racists and the discriminate uh discriminative party and then republicans were the democrats of today i mean that's how republican uh republican party even formed because abraham lincoln wanted to free uh african-americans who have been in slavery and now it's like the entire reverse happened democrats are like the free party and republicans are like we want to make everyone conservative hmm. yeah so it's like it doesn't make sense like seriously just work together you the you world have is always changing of, yeah you might have differences in politics but seriously get a grip on the world they're always trying to uh, one-up each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it's just funny to see it. Like, oh my god. They, they're just acting like total monkeys. <laughs> uh, I love politics. Politics is uh, quite the, the show drama to uh, tune into. Mm-hmm. Real house, Housewives of New Jersey. More like Real Housewives of Washington. <laughs> I mean, you're you're not you're not wrong though. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, though, um, the, the only thing this Corona is really good for is uh, climate change. Because I mean, clean air. Sort of, kind of. I, I eh, kind of, yeah. yeah, but like it's only been. Four months, three and a half. But like coronavirus, it, it didn't really reduce global uh, pollution in a way. It just reduced like the amount of um, nitrogen oxide in the atmosphere, not carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. That amount's still uh, the same. But um, but it definitely uh... it, it did make an impact, like. Yeah, it made an impact. Yeah, if you look at for, Spain I mean, or like... it's it's a temporarily impact for now until uh, you know the whole world gets back up and running again and back to it repeats your itself. Because I mean, uh, I think the uh, funniest picture I saw was China's before and after like pollution production amount. Yeah, and I was just like, do you not see what's wrong here? <laughs> Oh, no, I totally agree. Uh, but you just have to wait until the future to find out. Well, true, but everything we do now will affect the future, which is mm-hmm. something to look forward to, maybe. You know. Oh, that reminds me of like, uh, that tweet Elon Musk did. Uh, what was like, gastronomy, something? <laughs> Hold on. 
Elon Musk, yes, and his electric vehicles, which is an innovation. The Giron Tricasi is out of touch with the people. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, Giron, oh, I, I don't even know how to say it. I'll spell it. G-E-R-O-N-T-O-C-R-A-C-Y is out of touch with the public. That's basically just the rule of old people in a society where young people are the majority. Honestly, though, one person who's like majorly going to change things is, is definitely Elon Musk because I feel like he's uh, he's more of I don't really know how to put it but he's just like he wants to change things he does which I mean that, that that's a good thing and someone, someone has to start somewhere right the thing is though like ever since he uh, ever since like the SpaceX launch and like his entire uh company spacex and tesla were increasing in profits like he kind of was like becoming one of those stereotypical rich people who just are stopped caring about people you know mm-hmm. i think he, he, he's, he's kind of just doing his own thing at this mm-hmm. point electric cars rockets <laughs> i mean electric cars aren't that bad electric cars are really good i mean like, he first started out saying, like, we want people to use electric cars because they are, are better for the environment. But now, like, he's sort of becoming, like, we want people to use electric cars because we want more money. I guess Tesla and their Cybertruck. Cybertruck. With, I don't know why, but it has a bulletproof glass. I... I Oh, it's not even... I don't know what that's for. I don't even think it's bulletproof <laughs> glass. Like, remember what? Like, did you watch the uh, um, announcement of the Cybertruck where he? Oh yeah, where they threw the, uh, I think the metal Camera. ball at yeah, it. Ball, just... yeah. I mean, it didn't shatter, but it uh, did uh, crack a yeah, bit. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and then he was like, "Oh," <laughs> like he was he was in shock. Like he didn't expect that to happen. He thought it was actually just gonna bounce back off. Not crack it. Should, should I never threw it? <laughs> should have just Big something you uh, you shouldn't do in uh, front of a crowd. Yeah. But I mean, it's still good. Um, like, oh, before this, I was watch. I saw a bunch of memes about the uh, uh, Tesla Cybertruck on the moon. Oh yes, yes, I think that's a great idea. I mean, it couldn't be that hard if. I mean, he already launched one of his Tesla vehicles in space, so I mean... Yeah. And especially, like, the Tesla engineers, like, they figured out, like, how to make a... I think... Like, it's not that lightweight, but it's lightweight enough for, like, commercial use. That they use stainless okay. steel and bulletproof glass on a truck. Mm-hmm. And it, it, in, in all fairness, honestly, it's probably even, like, uh, waterproof, so it's also, like, space-proof, too, so... 
you could just send it out into space and have uh, astronauts ride in it instead of like the moon rovers. I honestly, it's just great. I love it. To have a vehicle like that on the moon would definitely. I mean, you'd be you'd be able to go further distances because, I mean, the Apollo missions with their uh, their moon buggy really couldn't go that far without having to turn back. Yeah. And you had to wear spacesuits. Yeah, True. it was basically, it was basically like just a uh, a vertical and two horizontal rods with wheels on it. <laughs> Don't forget it could fold up yeah. though. <laughs> it's got to fold up though. That was probably like the most advanced part of the entire Apollo mission. Like, oh, we just folded up a rover. And the Russians just never went back. Which is unfortunate. But, I mean, the N1 rocket really just couldn't. Like, I I could see how the logic would work. Like, you just uh, stack a pyramid-shaped rocket and then expect it to just go up. Like, I see the logic in that, but it it did not work out. I mean... I mean, that was also around the time where their budget was yeah. really bad and their uh, their space group, I think, split into three divisions. And also their, their head engineer just yeah, died. Quit, died. Literally everything happened. They relied on that one person and then after he died, it was just like, what do we do now? Yeah, they kind of they fell apart after, I, I mean, after we landed. Mm-hmm. But so did we. So... Yeah, that's like a very good example of politics in space. They were just fighting Afghanistan, and then Soviet Union fell. (laughs) I think the most interesting thing I found about the uh, Soviet moon landings is they would send a rocket beforehand to land an unmanned rocket. lander to the moon so in case the cosmonaut got stuck he'd have a way out which that's not a bad idea it's not a bad idea but <laughs> bit, of, like, bit of a money okay. there a lot of money there they thought they were going to go to space on uh, go to the moon and then they really they really did prepare for it i think the only time they got anything back from the moon was I think they sent a rover there which took out like 30 cranes of moon dust and then launched off the moon back to earth did that really because I I don't think we gave them any moon rock did that really happen uh yes I believe so I think that was I think three missions did that wow That's new. <laughs> yeah. But um but that's Europeans and their European Space Agency. <laughs> Imagine just like one country ruling Earth. The chaos that would arise. Yeah, it would be chaos. 
it would be like the weirdest democratic society in world, like literally in he, in history. Like you have just one giant country called Earth, and then each country that already exists is not a country, but it's like a U.S. state, and then each uh, county in that state is like the a city. Basically, just like a, a country scaled up. The government teamwork would have to be at its peak, Oof. which not many countries are willing to do. Oh, you know, I just realized that I was describing the United Nations. <laughs> Good old oh. UN created it, but couldn't join yeah. it. Uh, they, like the entire idea of the United Nations was great, but the execution was just awful. Like no one actually wanted to work together. 